0: You know.
1: experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Welcome to Optimize My Life. Today is another episode of Hometown Hero, and I get the privilege to present the And of course, you know, as real life, we have noises and things that tend to happen in the background. Usually it's the garbage man, but today it's the dog. So i love to present our guest, Mr. Chris Mitchell, who has this inspiring story, and he didn't let the setbacks in life stop him. He used it as an inspiration and used it to help others like him. He let his, didn't let his disabilities stop him. He used them as abilities and gifts to encourage others in similar situations.
2: Good afternoon, ma'am.
1: Welcome, Chris. How are you today?
3: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much for allowing me to speak with you and your wonderful audience today.
1: It's an honor. So, Let's start with talking a little bit about yourself, who you are.
3: Okay, well, my name is Chris Mitchell. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. And when I was born many, 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 many months ago, I was born with what's called uh, CRS, congenital rubella syndrome, which is not that common today, but it's pretty common during the time I was born my mom was exposed to german measles unbeknownst to her while she was carrying me so i was born with some disabilities i was born visually impaired i have cataracts or was born with cataracts and my vision is 2200 in my left eye and 2300 in my right eye and we'll talk a little bit more about that later and i also was born with a congenital um heart condition which required um several surgeries um throughout my life i've had i I've lost count it it it's the not in the hundreds but it's <laughs> kind of high and some of them I don't remember because I was like a newborn baby now the these um problems were not my only ones as I started to grow and you know get a little bit older two three years old uh we discovered I had a very severe speech impediment okay. I was a late late starting to talk, by the way, but I had a severe speech impediment, which required me to go into speech therapy before I even began preschool. And the doctors had told my parents when I was born he would probably never run, walk, or even talk, but yet I did start talking uh, and and all. And as I went through school, we also discovered that I have ADD, ADHD, which got me into a lot of trouble, which... That's probably not the right way of saying it. Did not get me into a lot of trouble. I'm responsible for the trouble I got into. But the ADHD did encourage me and help me. And I don't want to. I don't use the disability excuse. I, I don't do that. But the ADHD was a source of the problems and tempted me to do things. And I followed through. And I wound up uh, being in the principal's office almost on a daily basis. We call I got it expelled our from. I, I got. I, I got expelled. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: You're okay. Uh, we call it in our house the little friend that tells you to do the dumb things, that encourages you to do the dumb things but you end up doing the dumb things.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens with A D D, ADHD. And to me brilliant things pop into my mind and before I can stop them they come out of my mouth or they actually become actions that I do. So it's It's a fascinating life for me. It keeps me entertained and keep my wife on her toes. It's it's a fun little thing uh, that that I have going on. But I did get expelled from um, Missouri School for the Blind um, in second grade. At the end of the second grade year, they invited me to seek education elsewhere, which my parents were nowhere near happy about. But it turned out to be the best thing that happened to me. I'm not knocking the Missouri School for the Blind or any school like that, but it – it allowed me to go to uh, public school with my, my my neighborhood friends. So I was, uh, and since mainstreaming, with for regular public school that was not uh, catering to people with visual impairment. So it was a great opportunity for me, but I stru- still struggled with my ADD, ADHD. And in ninth grade, I uh, <clears throat> had a brilliant pa- plan. I came into school that morning. I was in a really bad mood and, I don't know why I was in a bad mood, but as I walked into the building, I punched a few lockers, ripped a poster off the wall, came into my first period class, sat down, threw my notebook across the room into the garbage can because I, I was done with the notebook. And, and the teacher was not going to have my attitude. So he wanted me to go to the principal's office. I didn't want to go. So he sent another student to get the principal. And Now I, had, and now I knew the principal came. I was going to get Saturday morning detention. And My mom would ground me. It was September, the 10th day of the school year. And I did not want to be grounded for the last few days of nice weather in St. Louis. So I came up with a plan. This is a ninth grader, 14 years old, came up with a plan with ADD, ADHD. So when the principal walked into the room, he walked up to the side of my desk. I pulled my left leg back and I kicked him in the shin. Well, the good news is that I did not get Saturday morning detention. The bad news is I got expelled and almost got charged with assault. And I wound up in a special education program for kids with um, behavioral problems and was in that program for two years until I earned the privilege to return to my high school and continue my education there and graduate on time with my class. I I also got expelled from a couple of colleges uh, for um, issues that were relevant to ADHD. And um, when I was in my mid-30s, uh, the biggest thing happened to me in my life, I, w- I underwent a, a, a um, uh, cardiac operation, an ascending to descending aortic bypass. Because remember, I had a birth defective heart condition because the artery in my heart, um, my aorta was narrow, so they had to do a bypass on it. During that surgery, I survived an ischemic stroke to my spinal cord, which to lay people is a stroke, but medically is a incomplete spinal cord injury. And I lost the ability to run, walk, or even stand. I was engaged at that time. I was 11 months away, about 10 and a half months away from our wedding. And my world was turned upside down. But I did not let that limit me. And I kept pushing forward. So that's pretty much who I am and a little bit about my background. Um, So there's there's a good starting point for all of us uh, now that you got to know me.
1: Your mom had her hands full.
3: Oh, yes, my mom did. My wife does now. When we got married, my mom said to my wife, he's your problem now.
1: (laughs) I can understand that one. So, you know, you went through all these problems and you uh, learned your voice and your opinion at a young age. I'm one of those that thinks it's a good thing. You just learn how to have to eventually learn how to use the filter.
3: Yes. Still working on that at times.
1: We all are. I always say the filter's busted. Yeah. Yeah. But that starts that journey that you went on to be able to take what you're doing. Because I love your tagline.
3: No. It doesn't define me. That's my favorite one. That's the title of my book, too, my self-published book about my experience of um, uh, surviving the incomplete spinal cord injury and fighting to get my life back afterwards and all the stuff I went through.
1: So that We need that message out there so people can see, you know, bad things happen, but it doesn't define who you are. Your, your label of what you have doesn't define you.
3: Right. Let me tell you what I think about labels. Labels belong on soup cans, not on people. But we in America (laughs) have this problem. We love to label everything. We like to have a little dymo gun, and we like to label everything. Everything has the labels, and and, you know, to some extent, labels are okay. But when you start laying that label tell you who you can and cannot be then it becomes a bad label so i always tell people label belongs on a soup can not on me so i don't like labels i'm i'm anti-label um although i know it comes in handy when you have 20 cans of items in your pantry the labels are helpful but uh, and those are good labels but labeling people we like to do that um i believe people like to do that to others so they can have power over them. And when somebody labels you, they're trying to exert their power over you and try to limit what you can and cannot do in life. So I, I say we need to get rid of the labels because we're all one one label. We're all human beings, and, and that's the only label we really need to focus in on because that's that's what we are. That's who we are. We don't need any of these other labels that tell us if we're a Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, um, African-American, Hispanic, Caucasian, disabled, non-disabled, autism, ADHD, etc. We don't need those labels because when that gets into our mind, it can start limiting what we can do because of what society tells us. So we needed this labeling stuff.
1: You know, I got a lot of slack for that because my, both my kids – you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, too, and a lot, all my listeners know right. about it is, that, you know, my kids are autistic. Well, they don't know right. that. All they know, and it's really funny, is that their brains are wired slightly different than everybody else's. So they're typical brother and sister. So when my daughter gets frustrated because her brother's annoying her, she comes up and goes, Mom, let me take him to the brain doctor. And I go, why? And she goes, well, you need to fix this wiring because he's annoying me. I laugh, but you know, the the first lecture I give everything in school when the kids start a new grade, they don't know what their labels are. Right. I don't want them to know it. Maybe you know, when they're 20 years old or they're you know, in their teens, whatever. But right now, they don't need to know.
3: I totally agree. When I had my ischemic stroke to my spinal cord, one of the greatest things my cardiac surgeon did, he did not tell me what my limitations were. I mean, I, I knew I had a spinal cord injury and all, and I kind of denied that. But he did not tell me, you won't be able to do this. This is the quality of life you're going to have. And by him not telling me that and him not allowing anyone at the hospital tell me what, I wouldn't, what I've lost and will not, will not come back, I have taught myself how to walk again using a rollator, and maybe that would not have been possible. Somebody had told me, well, now you have an incomplete spinal cord injury, you probably will not walk again. So I think at times ignorance can be a um, blessing, and, and, and especially keeping labels away from people, so that label does not limit who they are and who they can become.
1: Exactly. Now, you've taken this issue, you know, your We don't call them disabilities. We call them gifts. Because it shapes you who you are. You've taken these gifts that God has given you, and you've used those to become a voice. Right. And helping others. Can you talk a little bit about that?
3: Sure. I'd be happy to. First of all, I, I love the word gifts that you use. I call them challenges. Because they are challenges. Let's be honest. Some of the things that we face as people with disabilities are challenging to us. And, yes, there are some gifts involved. Um, Being a person with a disability, I, I, I believe my wife at times will disagree with this, but I try to have more empathy for others. Sometimes I get frustrated because... I'm the type of person who wants to keep things moving, but I do have empathy, and and there are gifts in being disabled, but there's also challenges, and I want to help people see the disability not as a negative, but as a superpower, like you said, a gift, and see these challenges, because if we look at them the right way, the challenge, we can take on a challenge. Many of us can (laughs) but if we look at it as an obstacle. Then we're going to say, oh, man, we're so focused in on that obstacle that you can't see a way around it. So my method is to show people that disability is just a challenge, and every person, whether they fall in the disability um, label or the non-disability label, which, remember, I don't like labels, we all face challenges in our lives. And the stronger of us and the confident people in our society will look at those challenges and say, how can I get around it? When I was in college, I took a Psych 51 course, and in that course, they talked about two different kinds of thinking, fixed thinking and functional thinking. Fixed thinking would be taking a hammer and saying, this hammer can do one thing, that's hammering hammer and a nail. Functional thinking is taking that hammer and doing what Gallagher did to it, make it a giant sledgehammer and put a window in a wall or a door in a wall where you always wanted one. That's functional thinking. You look at an an object or, or, or a problem and say, how can I find a solution to it? And you start thinking outside the box. And that's what I like to do. I like to get people to see their disabilities are not a limitation, They're gifts and their challenges. And we can celebrate our gifts and use them to become stronger people and accept those challenges and overcome them. And even if we don't overcome every challenge, when we try to overcome one and we make some progress, it builds our self-confidence.
1: You know, that is really, really true in the way you look at it that way. Know it's like being told you can't do this. You're never going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do it. You know it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You basically make yourself not accomplish it.
3: Very true. If somebody tells you you can't do something, two thoughts go through my mind. First of all, don't let their opinion become your fact about yourself. And two, go up if you want to prove that if you want to take on that challenge. Don't do it to prove them wrong. Do it to prove yourself right because their opinion does not need to be your definition of yourself. There's a movie I love called Police Academy 4. And at the beginning of the movie, um, Mahoney, who was played by Steve Guttenberg, He's kind of a smarter, like young cop, Um, good cop, but he's kind of smarter. Like he uh, was reunited with his captain who trained him at the academy, Captain Harris, who's kind of a stickler for rules, kind of a jerk. And Captain Harris said to him, has anyone told you lately, Mahoney, you are still a little, little jerk. And Mahoney said, without missing a beat, not anyone's whose opinion matters to me, sir. So when people give you a negative opinion of yourself or a belief that you cannot do something, their opinion does not matter. Your opinion matters. And that's what you need to focus in on, your opinion always being positive and confident in your abilities.
1: Sorry, someone had a long background there. Um, I always okay. like to make it. You think you got it, you do it till you, till you get it right. And keep trying and keep right.
3: trying. You don't lose until you quit trying. That's it. You haven't failed until you quit trying. Either way, they both mean the same.
1: Yeah. You know, and with all this, and working with other people like you, and working with individuals, period, and coaching, which can be a full-time job in itself, but you still manage to take time and work with the Big Brother Big Sister program.
3: Yes, I've done that I did that for eight years. I'm out of the program now because my little um, graduated from high school, but he and I are still good friends. He comes over and visits me and my wife about once a month and we go out for pizza occasionally too. So it was a very rewarding experience. And I believe one of the things that anyone can do, especially in people with disabilities, we can get back to the community. We can volunteer and when you volunteer, excuse me, when you volunteer, you're going to discover skills and talents you may not have known you had. And that volunteering experience can build your self-confidence. You you do things as a volunteer and you think, oh, I can do that, I can do more. And then you're going to step more out of your comfort zone, do more, and that becomes like a... um, a continuous battery charge to build your self-confidence. So I strongly encourage people who are struggling with self-confidence in the disabled community, if they're not confident enough to go out and get a job yet, they can start by volunteering because um, it's a fun experience. You're going to build some skills and you get some people, you know, you can use for references. So start volunteering. It's a great way. I love giving back to my community. You know,
1: and you get that social interaction that you normally wouldn't get just sitting at home.
3: Very, very true. Yes.
1: You know, there's so many positives to it. You know, um, I grew up with a friend of my grandma's. Their daughter ended up being born blind, and they right. had um, done all the eye replacement surgeries, so she could see a little bit, but not enough to function. Mm-hmm. And every time they did, it was worse and worse and worse. But, you know, I remember my grandma always getting mad at her mom because her mom made her basically scared of the world she lived in. Mm -hmm. So she couldn't function outside of someone taking her to the store or walking her down the street for the longest time because they never prepared her for that. You know, they kept, you know, instead of empowering her and teaching her to be independent and being able to do everything, they did the opposite. So she'd be dependent on them. And when she became of age, she's like, I can't do this. I'm going to school. And she went to college on her own and had to learn everything on her own. And she survived. she's doing phenomenal now that she broke away from, you know, that environment. But, you know, that's... The biggest argument that I've had with people, especially even with my own kids and with other people that I've worked with, is that, you know, these kids these people. You can't look at them like they're broken. They're just people. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Encourage them to grow and, and, and do things on their own. Uh, when you were sharing that story, that reminds me of what I've heard uh, Ray Charles say. Uh, for those who may or may not know who he is, he's a very talented musician who's totally blind. And he had so many people helping him through his life, he has said, I wish less people would have helped me because now I'm so dependent upon people just for to, to get around on my own. And you, we need to let people who have disabilities try to do things on their own and, 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 and um, battle through that because the world is not made for people with disabilities so we uh, who are disabled need to figure out how to adapt to it. I'm old enough that my, I grew up during a time where you had the rotary dial phone, and my parents got this large print overlay to put around the phone so it would be easier for me to see the numbers to dial. And I took it off, and I told them I'm not going to use this. And so my parents looked at me like, well, why not? It would help you. And I looked at them, and I said, the world is not going to adapt to me. I need to adapt to it. And that's what I've done all my life my disabilities, I've figured out ways to adapt to the world because the world, now when I grew up, it was pre-88, now it's much better, but the world, I've always found ways to adapt to it, and I think every woman with a disability needs to do that, Uh, find a way to adapt to the world, use the resources that are out there, but find your own way because you're going to run into barriers and obstacles, and you just got to work your
2: way around them. Hey, Mary's country. Hey, country. I'm sorry, that was me with my background noise just a minute ago. I apologize to you guys, but I'm just soaking up all the stuff that you say. But one of the first things that we had to understand that everybody has a handicap. I remember being a youngster. My uncle was a guy that had the opportunity to plant the grass for the Masters tournament down in Augusta, Georgia the golf course everybody knows around the world. At that time, I got a chance to accompany him, and that day when I showed up, I ran into a guy, I think they call him the Golden Bear, nicknamed Jack Nicholas. offered me a free lesson. He told me I didn't have to just be his caddy. I could get a free lesson. But when I got onto on the course, Chris, not to embarrass me, the first thing that he asked me, as he looked me straight in my eyes, he said, "Country boy, what's your handicap?" <laughs> I Laughing, your handicap? I don't have a handicap. Oh, he says everybody has a handicap. <laughs> what he was asking me, you guys, in translation, is show me the areas of your game this week. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all, were you weak, the divine creator says, I'll make you strong, but I'm not going to let you use what you're not so good at as an excuse. That's what most people consider a handicap as, as an excuse. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So as a man thinker, so... Is he? The question is not what is everybody saying about you. What are you saying to you about you? One more for you. Granddaddy speaking now. Country boy. You cannot control what nobody else thinks. You cannot control what nobody else says. And you cannot control what no one else does. So if you've been looking. For that dream and that one one major thing that you've been trying to find all your life, here's a secret that you promised to tell everybody that you know. Look into the mirror tomorrow morning, and you'll find it. Yeah, look yourself in the eye, and ask yourself, "Who are you, and what are I'm supposed to do?" That's what. I- that purpose-driven question, what do I really love? Last example, how people get misled. If you was to ask, I'm going to be biased and very cultural here. If you was to ask 10 Afro-American men, can they swim? Nine out of 10 would tell you, no, stay away from that water, Chris. You'll drown. And you believe (laughs) her. But you swam around in your mama's belly for nine months. You were the natural born. Naturally, he gifted you, Chris. And so they told you that you can't do that, Chris. You better not go near that water, Chris. You will drown. I seen him floating down the Chattahoochee River the other day on the interview. This is no, I not want wear a life jacket. Back to you, Chris. Wow.
1: <coughs> Chris, this I, is. So, I appreciate huh? your message here, Chris. Um, thank
0: you. Oh, My thank name's Hello,
1: everybody. Uh, I'm going to hop off of here soon, but I just want
2: to say how much I appreciate your words.
1: Hi, country boy. Hope you're doing
2: well, too. Good words also. So, yeah, thank you for your time today.
3: Uh, thank you for listening and calling in today. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah Chris this is Bob Oakley and I I appreciate you also I and I'm amazed to hear to hear your story um you have um you have come overcome just many many obstacles in your life and um I can I, I can think of um of many people that I know that uh, that complain about obstacles that they that they over that they come up against and 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 then they give up and and uh, but you have you have overcome and you um i believe that you are blessed especially blessed by the lord to uh, to help you to overcome these things and i i thank uh, i thank him first of all but i thank you for sharing your story with us uh, because it's it's just such a tremendous um asset to have people like you share their stories and that, and that, in, in essence, helps other people who have similar experiences that can that can help them to overcome. And so, God bless you, my friend, and, and uh, thank you, Mary, for bringing Chris on, and and thank you, Chris, for sharing with us. We appreciate you so much.
3: Well, thank you so very much. And before we take another call, I'd like to interject something here. Um, God bless you as well, and I am thankful that Mary brought me on. And you were talking about how, and it was a little bit while back, but you were talking about how we get into our minds and look and kind of touch upon what I was talking about. We see obstacles, we don't want to find a way around it people do like to complain about their lot in life and complaining is not going to get you anywhere uh, and what we have in, in the disabled community is a thing called ableism which is discrimination against um, the disabled in favor of able-bodied people and the belief that able-bodied people are superior and there's two main types of ableism external and internal external is what we see and experience in the world and many people in our community want to fight that or complain about it and maybe fight it by being an activist, talking to congressmen, trying to make changes, which is an important thing to do. But that fight is gonna take years, maybe even centuries to win. If you look at other minorities who have discrimination, they've been fighting it for decades or centuries and they're still battling it and those are important fights. But the biggest fight that we have, that we can win is a fight against internal ableism. The victory starts in our mind. And if we let like, that internal ableism that I believe is fueled by the external ableism tell us we're not worthy, we're not good enough, we're not going to be able to do anything, then, we are le- then we're going to be defeated. We have to say no to that internal ableism. We have to have positive self-talk, look for affirmations, um, accept ourselves for who we are and the way that God made us because God made us this way for a reason. Nothing in our lives happens to us if you think that that's victim mentality everything happens in our life for us and that's because god wants us to and god only gives disabilities to his strongest people because being disabled is not for a wimp and th- that's the main message i want to get across to people is this was not a curse it's a blessing and find the blessing within it
0: amen to that he gives us he gives us blessings to help us grow and some of those blessings are, are obstacles and, and challenges for us, but he, he gives them to us because he wants us to grow in our lives, and he wants us to have a good self-image of ourselves, and he wants us to 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 be uh, have a positive attitude, because with a positive attitude we can help so many other people, and we can show them the way, and and that is what we do through the Hope Collection. We 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 try to help and show people. Um, a better way to have a better life and to be able to help themselves and to grow and to uh, grow in all aspects of their life, whether it's spiritual or whether it's uh, uh, whatever, whatever uh, way it is, uh, we help them in, in any way that they need help. And, um, but, the, but the important thing, I think, is that, you, that you brought out today is that you've got to have a positive attitude about yourself. The self-image is so extremely important in uh in in uh in helping you to conquer any challenges that you that you have in your life and you've sh- you've shown it through your through your discussion here today and you've shown it through um the things that you're you've done and you're able to do despite many challenges in your life and thank you so much for that we appreciate you chris.
3: Thank you, and I and, and, and I'm going to turn the tables here a little, uh, for a moment. I'm going to ask you, any caller who wants to ask this, or even Mary, can anyone guess what my favorite scripture is?
0: <laughs>
3: oh, I don't mean to put you in a spot, but I just want to see if you can figure it out. If not, I'll tell you. God gave up His
2: only
0: Son for <laughs> because uh, He He gave up His life of His only Son.
2: Uh, I'll yeah, give I don't you know my. Ele- I'll give you my elementary version. Is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Strengthens me. If you yeah, believe. Yeah. Amen. Me.
3: Okay. If and you, what is? If it. What, what from.
2: I don't know.
0: <laughs> you don't know?
2: I'm one of those that uh, read the Bible from Revelation. You just lost your free here. I know uh, it's in there. Don't ask me what book it says.
3: <laughs> it's Philippians 4.13. See, you learned something today. And that is my life verse. One of my One of my two. The other one is it came to pass because nothing in this life is here permanently. Everything that happens in our lives will, will, will have a season. I learned this from a great uh, comedian gospel singer, Mark Lowry. I, 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 he said this, it came to pass. So if you're having arthritis in your body, enjoy it. It will pass or you will pass because nothing is here permanently. And, and when I think about uh, the challenges I have with my and complete spinal cord injury, my physical disabilities, I enjoy them. Because either they will pass or I will. But I'm going to enjoy them while I have them. So I just enjoy it.
2: That's the powerful enjoy every single moment for what it is. Impotep says eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we all may die. We're living for today and we're not promised tomorrow. I just wish right. somebody happy birthday, but they told me today wasn't their birthday. Today is the beginning, the beginning, the beginning of the rest of your life, and that the day that you began life is your birthday. So happy birthday to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Today
1: day is day like one of the rest life. of your
2: life day that's what i'm talking about chris and then the last one when we talked about spoke earlier all things oh i forgot to tell you they said anything that doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, stronger. and i was reading in that little book that you was talking about chris that says all things not some things all things work together for the good for those who say they love the lord now how elementary dear watson is that that regardless on what your plan was i did it my way and then god says i have a plan for your life too i'm not trying to figure out how to get you to your destiny chris i'm the only person that has the power to change your past it's gone Lost and gone forever. You will never see those old days again. Chris just told you it's just temporary. It came and it went. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we're living for today. You better start praising him and being thankful for that. Don't wait to Thanksgiving to give Thanksgiving today because you're not promised tomorrow. But guess what? He's already peeped into your tomorrow, Chris. He knows where you're going to be. He knows who you're going to bless. He knows who you're going to drop your story. Oh, I forgot to tell you, down here in the South, we call stories test. Oh, that's just part of the word. It's just a test. It's just a test. Now put the song on part of it. Testimony. It's a song or a story. So Old Man says, Chris, you came on the air today, and I can hear the angels singing in the background. I'm making it. I'm a better world changer. I know that people will be released and freed by the words of my testimony. Keep speaking, sir. Keep getting up. Keep doing stuff. And that's the last one, Mary. I stole this one from Mary. I've never stole an idea that wasn't worth stealing. As you, I got this from Mary, let your little light shine. got that from Grandmama. It unconsciously, without even thinking about it, allows other people to let their little light shine to your light is right. Why? Because we don't just hear what you're saying, faith coming from hearing, but we feel what you're saying. Feeling comes from the spirit. We feel you, young man. Let your little light continue to shine and it will unconsciously allow ours to shine to back to you, Chris. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for sharing. Wow. Uh, Sorry Chris, I
0: had uh, Go ahead, Bob. You know, Chris what you what you've been talking about uh and sharing with us has really motivated me. And uh, I think what what country said about the light shining uh, helps other people, their lights start shining, and uh, you, you've motivated me. And I'm sure many of many of our listeners that are listening today um, get the same feeling because um, I, I I work a lot with uh, people with drug addictions, and and I work a lot with people. Uh, one of, one of my friends, a uh, very good friend of mine, I've known for 25 years, has uh, has autism, and and uh, I've been working with him uh, for many many years and and still work with him and and it's uh it, it's it's it, it doing that i think uh helps him to grow and doing that it helps the people that i'm working with um through addictions uh, also to to help them to grow and to move forward in their lives and i've seen where some of them have made the decision and it's and it's by the way it's not my decision whether they whether they become clean or not but it's their decision and but their decisions have Um, some of them have, have been clean for many years now. So, so, uh, I think that's where, how, how, what you're doing and what you have done in the past is, is helping other people in many, many ways. And that's what it's all about. It's about God wants us to help his people. And, and so, uh, what you're doing is not only helping yourself and your family, but it's helping other people as well. And God bless you, Chris. I uh, I I I just say that as as sincerely as I can. Um god bless you in your efforts and in and and, and and what what you're doing to help other people.
3: Back to well, you. Thank you and, the, and thank you and the people that you work with. Um I I mentioned my tagline it doesn't define me. My it's or my disabilities, for them, their it is alcoholism or uh, being a drug addict, alcohol addiction, uh, not, not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but those would be their it's. And what I tell people is this, is no one can do it to you. No one can do it for you. Only you can define yourself and determine who Absolutely. you are and who you will become. And Absolutely. people need to know that. And the outside people, they, they can tell you things, but you don't have to listen to them if they're negative. You, you define yourself. Don't let anyone do that for you. It's like like you have a mission and you life. like, you know you want to go somewhere, right? You have a car, but yet you gave that keys to your 50-year-old kid to drive the car. One, that's probably a bad decision to begin with. But two, now that person who has the keys in their hand will determine where you go, and when you go, or even if you go anywhere in your life. So don't turn over those car keys, uh, metaphorically speaking. Always keep control of your life and make the decisions that you want to make and do the things that it's going to take to succeed. And don't listen to the naysayers because people will want to cut you down and tell you bad things because they may be afraid you're going to succeed and be more successful than them. So just tune out all that negative
2: junk out there.
3: Let, hey, me, man.
2: let me show you guys a curveball, and I'm not even ambidextrous. Feedback and criticism are Siamese twins. Feedback is good regardless on where it comes from and regardless on who it comes from, regardless on where it comes from and regardless on who. It comes from feedback simply says, Look at it from another perspective. Have you considered this? Feedback and says that won't work. Some people might say, that's a good idea. doesn't matter whether it's negative or positive. Just hear what people say. All things work together, use the good part, and might just put yourself into a pause button state of mind and says, you know what, I never really thought about that. Oh, it's not going to sell because, you know, you you, you your, your target audience is wrong. Oh, you're not going to be able to get through. Criticism is still good. Feedback is good. But what happens in the process, criticism only speaks from the negative. It never gives you an opportunity to believe or to think what you think or to choose life. It's nothing but a series of choices that we make. So criticism tries to dominate, tries to rule, tries to kill, tries to delay, tries to deny. Oh, that's the spirit of the devil. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, just, I just want y'all to know And I didn't call your auntie a devil I just said watch what she says <laughs> I'm not to marry her quit while I'm ahead <laughs> I, I didn't talk about your auntie <laughs>
3: And one thing i like to kind of clear up here is I'm not telling people not to listen to feedback and other people's opinion. Uh, you know, I, I, I do speaking. I, I go to groups and, and stuff like that. And I get constructive criticism. And I think constructive criticism can be valuable. So when someone does criticize you. Um, consider, one thing that I believe is considering the source because the person the a negative person who just wants to tear you down. Don't listen to their opinion. But do at least listen to it and then decide, is this really going to make me a better person hearing this or is this going to tear me down? Because there is a purpose for constructive criticism. It can make you a better person. So don't tune out constructive criticism, but do tune out mean um, negative comments and criticism that's only purpose is to make you feel bad about yourself.
2: Let me you out one more and then I'm a hush. I don't want to confuse you. I want to unconfuse you. My granddaddy used to say, country boy, if you're the smartest person on your team, if you're the smartest person on your team together, each achieve more, then you need to find yourself some new team members. Because what happens in the process is you want to be around like people, like individuals. We love Ron Clayton. He's a visionary, and he sees, can you see what I see? I love Rick Reese. I love Mary. But guess what, you guys? Everybody is not going to see what you see, but my granddaddy says if you get too many people around you that like what you like, do what you do, eventually – It's going to create something called jealousy. Oh, modern-day times, let me uh, interpret for you. We call them haters. They will never complete you. They'll only compete with you. That's why over here at the Hope Foundation, we have what we call, Chris, super friends. We're super friendly. We're super kind. But we work together, together, together to help bless humankind, and strategically with the infinite wisdom of our founder, Joel Griffin, he says, country boy, you can tell them we call them super friends because you have super powers. Why? Because ain't nobody can do what you do like you do when you do what you do. And we've simply taken the best of the best from the north, to south, to east, and the West, and will allow every single person to come in and love their very, 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 very best, absolutely unacceptable, anything less than what you can do for yourself. But, Chris, when you do what your purpose is, what your God-given purpose is, and you're operating out of what I call the spirit of obedience, and when you show up, you, I said you, I'm talking to you now, you are the answer to somebody else's prayer by doing what the divine creator has placed inside of you. And I forgot to tell you when I pushed the pause button, he designed you in his own image and I ain't but one you. So ain't nobody can do what you do like you do when you do what you do. So continue to do what you do back to you. Amen. Well, thank, you very,
3: thank you very much. We have a program in my community called uh, Building Bridges. It's a, I don't know if other communities have this. I think they do. But it's a program to help people who have um, academic issues, of, uh, financially struggling, and help them discover how to make budgets and, and be responsible with their money, and uh, mainly targets low-income people. And in their program, they have what you call Super friends, they call them allies, and every one of us needs allies in our, our life. I, I, one of the things I talk about is you've got to look at all your friends, and sometimes you've got to get out the pruning shears and prune your garden of friends. Get rid of those that are holding you back and pulling you down because you want to have a good, supportive environment of friends that are going to lift you up and encourage you to overcome your it and succeed in life. You don't need the naysayers, so you want to make sure your garden is doesn't have any of those may weeds in it. You want to be a beautiful garden, like a pristine, green grass yard like you see on television when you watch a baseball game or football game. Uh, and, and have that and beautiful flowers growing. You don't want the crabgrass of like. Get rid of that. So, yes, I, I understand what you're saying about super friends. Um, we all need those in our lives. and We need more of them and less of the negative people. Uh,
0: Chris, I just wanted to add one thing to what Country was saying. Uh, we have um, uh, in in the Hope Collection, where our our motive is helping people and helping them to help other people, and and we're we're uh, we're doing that all the time, every day. But it's important that we we uh, we help each other. It's important that we help each other also, and that's what we're doing on the uh, on a on, in particular on this this uh, this radio show. Um, we're, we're reaching out to as many people as we possibly can to help them, to help themselves, and also to help them, uh, empower them to be able to help other people. And and we do that through uh, life coaching and other, other techniques that we use to uh, to do that, to help people to find out what it is that they really have issues with and what it is that their, their needs are,
2: and then to help
0: them with that. So I, I encourage you. To keep doing what you're doing, because you're, you're doing such a good job of it, and I and I um, and I know that God is leading you, just like He's leading us and guiding us and helping us. So um, that's what I think is so important in in our lives to understand who's in control. We're we are not in control. The Good Lord is in control. He's got a plan for all of us, and and He's He's helping us to understand that, and He's helping us to. Um, have the tools and the expertise and the skills that we need to help other people, because that's what he wants us to do. So uh, I don't worry about if somebody uh, has a particular challenge in their life. Um, but, but what I do worry about is how we can help them to solve that problem and how we can uh, help them to move forward. And the financial aspect of it that you just mentioned, Chris, is another area that we work with people on. We help them to uh, to uh, create uh, a better income for themselves and create uh, maybe maybe they want to get in uh, start their own business maybe they want to uh, have a different career or maybe they need education um, additional education Uh, we have tools that we help people in all those areas uh, and many other areas as well but that's just mentioning uh, mentioning a few so thank you chris for what you do thank you for coming on the show and we just we just commend you and we 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 just hope to, and pray that you will you will continue what you're doing and and to continue to t- turn those lights on for other people. And um, God bless you and God bless your family.
3: Well, thank you very hey. much. Now, thank you for the encouragement and and I'll let you speak in a moment there. Um, but I want to let you know that uh it's not necessary because I have a d h d and my wife has told me I'm not allowed to retire, so I will be doing this until I'm buried. so but thank you for the encouragement
2: <laughs> oh, thank it's, you' it's funny it's funny When you say that, Lynn came from Golden Rule Society, our partner, when he runs a fifty one year old non for profit organization, you'll often hear Lynn say, we don't get paid a penny to do what we're doing. I may not be compensated while I'm doing it, but I'm going to be doing it as long as I keep living. But he hears that God's retirement plan is simply out of this world, (laughs) I think, as he puts it. But before we before we go, you guys, right fast. Before Chris, I'm not going to talk up all your time because we love everything that's coming out of your mouth. But just a few minutes ago, I threw you guys what I call a spiritual curveball. But this time, I'm going to throw you a spiritual slow ball just straight down the middle. There's no way on the planet that if you're listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth that you can miss this. I, I'm going to excuse some of them people that call themselves religious because they're not going to like what I say, okay? So here it comes, spiritually slow. Oh, I forgot to give you a clue first. Good versus evil. It's never ending. It's good versus evil. When the divine creator said it was good, saw it was good, and it was good, it's of him. But if it's not good, then it's not of him. What I wanted you to hear is everybody's not going to encourage you. Everybody's not going to see what you see. Everybody's not gonna change. My mama told me, country, you can't save the whole world. I thought I could help everybody, Chris. I thought I could save everybody. I call myself a super friend. I can't save the planet. Oh, I forgot to tell you, he's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> but let me just tell you now. Listen, 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 listen. There's good. And there's evil. There's people that will come into your life that will help you. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Over here at the Hope Foundation, we have no hidden agendas. We have no hidden motives on what we do. Tell them what we do, country people. We help people. (laughs) Yeah. We help people so they can help other people. Now, how simple is that? It's a blessing to be a blessing. So either we're going to help you to become better. Why? Because we care. We're in the information stage. We care enough to share enough information with you so that you will know what you need to know in order to be able to grow. Chris says, I'm an overcomer. You want to see a miracle? Take a look at me all eyes are on you sir you know if he has his eye on the sparrow Chris you know he's watching you you're just one of those people that are doers a mover a shaker a better world changer so again if you do what you do and Oakman does what he does and our super friends do what we do the last part of that is is we have enough love amongst us to make the world go round last one what the world needs now love, love, love. i'm just letting all my secrets out of the bag today thank like you chris thank you
0: country you need to take more music message more uh singing lessons
2: i didn't say I, I could sing i'm just outside of the shower today <laughs>
1: So we are almost out of time for today. Chris, I would love to have you back again, talk more about what you do, and help give advice to people who are struggling.
0: And uh, I wanted to mention too, Mary to Chris uh, that we we are as I said earlier. We we're, our motto is to help people and help them help other people. That we're open. If you anything that you have that you need help with, don't hesitate to call Mary. And uh, if you want to talk to any one of us, Mary can hook you up with, with any of us. So so um, just um, don't hesitate to to do that because we're we're there people and and you you certainly we we will uh, I love what you're doing I love you for why you're doing it and I and I I just thank you so much so have a have a great day last
2: last one Mary last one Mary I just want you guys to know that we're laughing we're having fun but we're very 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 is that enough very very serious about what we do why Because we have one major common interest. We're about our, our, our father's business. Yes, we're about our father's business. And it's a real simple thing, guys. We keep telling you that everybody out there has something that they can do. The divine creator took us out of eternity and placed us in time what we do with the time we have while we're here on earth determines on how we spend our eternity. So don't waste time because it's precious. They say life is too short. No, it's not. <laughs> life is the longest experience that you're going to get. Life is the longest experience that you're going to get. Life is the longest experience that you're going to get in life. So what you do with the time you have determines on how you spend your eternity. Don't procrastinate. Don't start the day. Practice it. Keep in mind practice doesn't mean you get perfect. Practice means you only get better. So do unto others before, before, I said before, they do unto you. Because when you give some love, some hope, some kindness away, eventually it will come right back to you, even if it does not come from the person that you originally gave it to. But when you spend yeah. it in eternity, he says, well done, my faithful servant. Well, amen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about your state. I'm talking about you. <laughs> Keep serving, sir. Thank you. Uh,
1: uh, thank oh. you, Mary. As we wind down the clock, and then we're running out of time for a day, join us back here today at 3 o'clock Eastern Time, 2 o'clock Central Time, when we talk about mindset and hypnosis and what it is and how we're going to debunk all the misconceptions when it comes to faith, when it comes to what it is. We're going to break it all down, So join us back here. At 3 p.m. Thank you, Chris, for joining me. Thank you for having me. We'll talk a little bit later. Have a good day.
2: God bless, Chris.
1: God bless y'all.
0: God bless. Take care. Thank you. God bless America.
2: Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show
3: insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My
2: Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care and
3: remember to make each day count.